This is the FS Tech Podcast. Hello and welcome to the FS Tech Podcast. I'm Alex Leonards, Senior Reporter at FS Tech. Today we're going to explore the security implications of open banking disruption and we'll also look at how a strong cybersecurity strategy can help organizations in the financial services industry differentiate themselves in an increasingly competitive market. With the coronavirus crisis prompting a vast shift from in-branch operations to online, like most industries, financial services has needed to adapt. Open banking is also disrupting the market, with both banks and fintechs looking to boost customer experience by harnessing data to offer improved services and a wider range of products. Both the shift to online and the disruption of open banking have created opportunities for the market to grow and adapt, but they've also generated a whole host of new privacy and security concerns. With the backdrop of the pandemic to boot, there's never been a more challenging time for the market. Traditional banks not only have to address changing consumer habits and a greater reliance on digital banking, but also face growing competition from alternative banks, including digital-only platforms. To delve deeper into these topics, I'm delighted to welcome today's guest, Nick Siever, who is Cyber Banking and Risk Lead for the EMEA regions at Deloitte, the Multinational Professional Services Network. Hi, Nick. Thanks for joining us today. How are you? I'm great, thank you. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Okay, so brilliant. I'm just going to jump in straight away with the first question. Um, Thinking about cybersecurity in the sector more widely and taking into consideration the vast shift to online over the past 10 months or so, how would you say the landscape fares in financial services from both a traditional bank and newer fintech perspective compared to other industries? It seems that traditionally financial services is seen as more mature when it comes to cybersecurity. With the industry evolving so quickly, is this still the case? Thanks. Um, I think you're right that traditionally financial services is more mature when it comes to cybersecurity than many other industries. And, and in large part, that's because cyber risk has been and always has been fundamental to confidence in the industry and you know, more so than a number of other sectors. Customers expect banks to keep their money safe and banks are very, very good at managing this and, and always have been. And I think this is very similar to you know, how, for example, safety and trust is fundamental in aviation Cybersecurity keeping money safe is fundamental in banks i think you're absolutely right the last year has certainly seen a very significant online shift and increasing interoperability between organizations and, and clearly navigating this poses some challenges but banks have been pretty accustomed to adapting to these sort of shifts over the past few decades i mean if you go back 20 or 30 years a bulk of transactions were by branch or post in, in the uk and europe um, banks operated in a set window with a clear day, week and month ends and overnight batch processing, et cetera, and you know, three-day payments, check payments taking longer. There was a real shift to telephony in the late 80s, increasing operating hours, and then a shift to online banking or, or beginning of one in the late 90s and more recently mobile apps. So banks have spent the last 30 years moving from sort of eight-hour day, five-day weeks to 24-7 and have navigated that pretty successfully. Um, I would say banking is very much built on trust and consumer confidence. And in that sense, I really don't think there's a material risk that their relative maturity in cybersecurity compared to other industries will decline. If anything, with a huge shift to online, they're investing further to ensure they maintain or increase relative cyber maturity. Customer confidence has just become so critical, at least in banking, that banks simply can't afford to get this stuff wrong or not maintain it or lose their reputation for it. And I do think there'll be an ever-increasing shift in new entrants and a disintermediation, if you like, of some elements of banking. 
and perhaps a split from banks not serving the customer from the relationship through to the product, but people who serve the customer sort of interface piece of it and, and uh, split into the separate manufacturers of products or suppliers. Um, but consumers are really vocal and passionate about the security and trust and much better educated than they were 10 or 20 years ago. And I think the shift, you know, while open banking opens up um, a load of evolution, I think customers will only shift to providers they consider to be safe. So there's an element of survival of the fittest there that providers without a good reputation for security or without, without that level of trust won't see those huge flows. And I think we'll see elements of people who trust, you know, some of the very new entrants and unknown with current accounts and some simple stuff. But I think mortgages, life savings, you know, the, the, the big and important stuff will, will be quite sticky with the, with the incumbents. I do think here there are some parallels with the emergence of direct banks in the 80s and 90s. You know, there was a lot of talk 20, 30 years ago about is it the end of branch banking? And those sort of direct banks had a, an element of success, but didn't really make a you know, massive and immediate dent in the incumbent share. So I, I think the, the industry is built on trust and, and consumer confidence and trust in the ability to manage cyber risk. And I, I don't see that changing. So I think the industry will keep its maturity compared to other sectors, even with open banking and all the new entrants. Absolutely. Um, you made some very interesting points there. Speaking about customer trust, that kind of leads on to the next question. It seems that with even government entities like HMRC awarding open banking contracts, open banking is well and truly disrupting the market. Obviously, open banking offers consumers convenience, but it also opens up new data and privacy concerns. What are some of the challenges or issues around both security and privacy when it comes to open banking? So I think there's an initial sort of reaction when people read and hear about open banking to think that partly dissolving the security borders, if you like, of banks and connecting innovative fintechs into them and sharing data increased the number of attack points and opportunities for cyber attacks. And I think to a point or to some extent that makes a bit of sense. I do think the increased level of integration between established banks and startups and sharing of data and so on has the potential to focus new risks in a couple of areas. So three primary ones, I guess. There are application programming interfaces which allow the connection between banks to happen um, or between banks and third parties to happen. And those concentration points are an area of risk and, and need careful consideration. There's new software and features and products and things being developed and secure development of software and security during the software development lifecycle is an important consideration. And then you're essentially putting a bunch of decisions on what do you do with your data and how much you can share with your data into the hands of the end user, the consumer, the customer, if you like, who require a level of education, understanding about what it is that they're authorizing or being asked to do there. There is a flip side to that. The distributing cyber and technology risk more broadly through the banking system could be argued to reduce the concentration risk and, and all cyber risk being with a small number of institutions and therefore the overall risk level in the system, much like, much like distribu distributing accounts over a number of banks. I think the key thing for me is open banking puts consumer choice into the hands of the individual and the security of a lot of that data is very down to the individual and then the security of the individual's personal devices. It's been designed very much to provide consumers with much greater control over their use of the personal data, who can access the data, what they can access it for, until when can they access it. And I think security and privacy considerations will or should form very much part of consumers' decisions. And I think in the main, consumers will shift business towards the organizations that they deem more secure at the expense of ones deemed less secure. But I think part of the challenge here is 
making sure that consumers are educated enough to make decisions around their data so they understand when they allow certain third parties to access the data what it is those third parties are going to do with the data the big banks have you know spent a long a lot of time and effort trying to educate their customers about security not sharing passwords not providing pins online not falling for phishing attacks fake bank pages sms attacks and so on and in an open banking environment where your banking relationships your products are potentially distributed it's going to be key that that effort continues and, and an organization is there to explain to consumers what it is they need to do and what the decisions they're making so, so i think a real risk of this is you know consumers will willy-nilly allow access to their data or some will in the same way that some allow access to cookies or on websites without really thinking about the security piece of it the last piece of this challenge of this is you know some banks are very agile and able to deal with innovation very well in the marketplace and i think they will adapt and evolve and the competition from fintechs will spur a level of innovation others will struggle more and i think they will struggle to adapt to the pace of innovation and the agility needed and banks will always in my view prioritize cyber over product functionality so if they can't deal with the changes either from a you know legacy systems perspective or cyber perspective fast enough there's a risk that cyber will slow down that innovation some of those banks will get left behind so, so cyber and being unable to do cyber in an agile way potentially is a break to innovation for some of these banks. Absolutely. Yeah, again, some very um, important points made there. But how do you think the financial services industry can address some of these challenges? What kind of measures can or do they need to put in place to ensure customer data is kept safe, you know, where it is their responsibility? And also kind of from a privacy perspective, how can companies in the financial services market harness data while not putting off their customers? So, so a couple of areas here, and, and this very much relates to the sort of previous question, I guess. The increased levels of integration between the established banks and fintechs and third parties and so on put a couple of focus points of new risk. The application program interfaces, the software development process or lifecycle and the end user's responsibility for, for making choices around where and how their data is shared. On the first two of those, I'm less worried, to be frank, as, as banks have been tr traditionally very good at this stuff. They know what they're doing around encryption, authentication, coding, secure development, and, and are very much already equipped to address these risks and have been for, for, for many years. These are also areas that regulators are pretty practiced in. So there are principles like security by design and secure software design that have always been important and continue to be important. There are principles like zero trust coming to fore, which is where you don't, essentially you don't trust anyone apart from those you're explicitly trying to trust, which, which become important. Um, but I think in the main banks have had this, you know, they've got years of securing and working with these things, and I think they're well positioned to do so. I do think there's a very real risk here that if banks don't adapt and sort of shift software development practices to be more agile and have cyber keeping up with that. So DevSecOps, if you like, the disciplines of embedding cyber with rapid rapid development and, and secure development. I think some banks will struggle to make the shift to those sort of innovative rapid development environments. And in those situations, I think there's a real risk that cyber hampers or slows down innovation. But I think I've said this before, I think my biggest concern here is Open banking is very much about consumer choice and whomever's own, owning the, I guess, consumer relationship, customer relationship in an open banking environment has, in my view, a responsibility for 
trying to ensure they're educated about the choices they're making with their data so they can make informed choices about who they're sharing their data with and um, and what that will be for rather than a risk that this ends up getting treated like some people treat cookies on websites and just accept them all. So, so I think I think that the really hard bit to deal with here is the relationship owners in an open banking environment need to be very hot about their responsibilities around making sure consumers are sufficiently educated to make informed choices. Absolutely. You made some really interesting points there. And I think it's clear that customer engagement and, and, and customer education is really important when it comes to open banking. And that leads us on to our um, next question, which is uh, in an ever more competitive space with new challenger banks joining the industry, open banking disrupting the market and a shift to online. Would you say there's actually an opportunity here for banks and fintechs to use their cybersecurity strategy to differentiate themselves by taking on the role of a kind of global identity protector? Um, can having a sound cybersecurity system actually make a bank stand out to customers? Oh, very interesting question. Um, so I think banks have been a de facto identity provider with you know, regulatory obligations around money laundering and know your customer and those sort of regimes for, for many years. But I think at the moment, many banks make the identity process too difficult. And, and, and there's lots of sort of consumer abandonment or people giving up on opening accounts and stuff when those things get too hard. There is a balance of customer experience and a sufficiently robust process to minimize risk of financial crime and cyber and so on, et cetera. Um, and I think there is an opportunity for banks and particularly in an open banking environment where there's you know, an ability to share the data and consumers to give consent to share that data for a bank or some other providers to be the sort of master source, if you like, of a robust digital identity service and sharing that digital identity with third parties um, with the appropriate consents. Um, and I think if banks can get the identity, or it's not necessarily banks, if, 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 if organizations in the open banking environment can get the identity piece right, um, being the sort of master source of identity could both generate new revenue streams from things like transactional fees from digital commerce channels and access to know your customer data to other banks and, and start to turn digital identity from what's currently a cost or liability or, or in some cases, you know, sort of slows business down in, in, into actually a, a profit generating activity in its own right. Saying that, I think identity in open banking is an absolute necessity, but identity in consumers' mind only really comes to the fore um, when there is a breach or a problem of some description. So, so while I think identity can absolutely be an opportunity and a profit stream for organizations in the open banking environment, um, the organizations who successfully make a, a business or a revenue stream out of identity must, well, will need to also visibly safeguard and champion consumer privacy work visibly and publicly to prevent fraud and continue to evolve how they are managing identity and how they're sharing it to stay relevant. Definitely, definitely agree. Um, and finally, could you outline some of the predictions you have for the next year or two um, in financial services, particularly regarding this you know, new shift to online cybersecurity and financial services and open banking? Oh, crikey. Yes. Um, so I think we'll see continued evolution in the role for banks in what is becoming an increasingly cashless society. So we've seen an amazing move away from cash with the, pay, the, the wave and pay stuff, um, contactless payments, and mu much accelerated by the current pandemic. And I think banks will continue to shift for, to be seen as custodians of consumer trust, if you like, rather than custodians of cash. 
and I think that's only going to accelerate, right? I, I think there are a load of emerging technologies that banks are working with, investigating, trying to deploy. So things like artificial intelligence, robotics process organ, uh, automation, natural language processing, distributed ledgers or blockchain sort of Bitcoin technology, data, big data analytics, etc. And I think many banks are actively harnessing and using some of this stuff and increasingly i think we'll see a lot more regulatory attention on some of those areas particularly ai and um controlling and managing ai and making sure it's you know, giving the right advice and so on and i think open banking is a force for good i think open banking will drive a, an awful lot of continued debate on improving privacy improving consent consumer knowledge of what it is and, and consumer power and i think we'll see open banking expand significantly beyond i guess its origins in you know europe and the uk to create more connected consumer payments and consumer data sharing globally. I also think we'll see a split to some extent, not exclusively, between the people who own the customer and distribute the products, if you like, and the people who produce the products or make the mortgage or the current account or the insurance policy or whatever. I think we'll see that split a lot with open banking. And I think the sort of startup banks and fintech competition will increase the actual innovation in the, the core mainstream banks over the next two years. So I think it's, it's very exciting times. Yeah, I'm definitely interested to see how open banking progresses over the next 12 months or so. Um, and yeah, some of the technologies as well. I think the pandemic has actually accelerated digitization in, in many different industries and um, including financial services. So I'm definitely looking forward to see you know what happens with that. Yeah, so that's been a really interesting chat. Well, thanks so much for joining me today. Um, it's been really interesting hearing from you on this topic and also thanks as well to all of our listeners until next time thank you for listening to the fs tech podcast